Listening is not tennis. When we're listening to ourselves, we can listen without having to lob the ball back over the net and take an immediate action. We can just let that information sit without having to react or do anything with it. Welcome to Clarity Cafe, our safe space to get a little clarity on life. We are so excited to have you join us today because we've got a really fun topic. I'm Callie and I'm here with my Clarity sister, Barb. Today, we are going to talk about listening and giving the true gift of truly listening. So we're going to take a little ride little sip of sanity and uh, hopefully shake things up a little bit and give a little bit of clarity and ease on the other side of this episode. In our last episode, it's a little heavy. We talked about goodbyes and different types of goodbyes and honoring that process. So we're going to lighten it up a little bit and talk about the gift of healing through listening. So the first part of that is to be able to listen truly, we have to first learn to listen to ourselves. That is almost kind of a confronting thing to think about, being able to really listen to ourselves, especially if we have a lot of thoughts and a lot of voices because we're, we have busy brains and busy lives. And part of what we've talked about in the past is just kind of quietly letting things settle and grounding. So I think a really important part of truly listening to ourselves is giving ourselves the gift of taking a moment, taking a breath, and grounding and reminding ourselves that we're really safe. And amazingly enough, sometimes a lot of those voices will quiet down and we'll be able to hear maybe what we're really thinking versus some of the static that's come in from all of our busyness in our lives. Barb, it's a topic that I think in a way is going to kind of definitely be built on in our next episode where we're going to be talking about a deeper dive into all the voices in our heads and how to start to parse those out of our own internal voices, someone else's voice that we've kind of adapted and made our own and just really cleaning that up to have a more calm, serene (laughs) mental space. But in the interest of truly listening. I think before we can even get into inventorying what in the heck all that noise is, listening to self for me means a lot of things. But just in this moment, one thing that I'm drawn to talk about is where, like you said, grounding and getting quiet for a moment and then making sure that I'm hearing what's coming up for me and doing that in a neutral way, meaning I'm not going to judge it. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to, I'm just going to listen, truly listen to what's coming up. And it could be three or four things on the same topic because that's natural. And then I'm going to pull out the one that really feels most like my truth. So rather than being, you know, a fear or a resistance or a judgment or whatever, I might just say, Wow, this is a super light example, but you know, I, I love to train dogs. And if I have a dog that's leash reactive and I'm walking and 
practicing them walking by and being neutral to another dog. Um, sometimes I can notice if I'm being calm and grounded and like, hey, we're just going to walk by this other dog and we're going to be cool. And I know you're about to freak out about a certain proximity and I'm going to have to do a little correction there. <laughs> but we are uh, we're building that skill set and I have to first check in and make sure I'm grounded and I'm not getting in fear or anxious or waiting for that moment because it travels outward. So if if I can just settle down and go, wow, a lot's coming up for me, but mostly I'm a little bit anxious and that's not really in present time. That's not really helpful. I can let that go and get to my deeper truth with the situation, which in this case is I'm I'm grateful to be able to have this opportunity to help this dog learn how to be a balanced canine good citizen in the world. Yeah, exactly. If you can take that time and be a little quiet and then let, what is your real purpose in this moment? I remember early in my corporate career, someone saying, always ask yourself, is this the best use of my time right now? And the context of that was about productivity and making choices about, you know, which meetings you're going to be in or what projects you're going to work on. But I think it applies to here to also, you know, how we deal with all of the information that we're trying to parse through to hear what is really coming up. And just taking that moment to ask that question and ground and be in the center of your head and all the things we've talked about and all the other cool tools that, you know, you can learn if you go over to a little bit of chill and um, other places where you might study, you know, some of those tools. But it really pretty comes down to a pretty simple concept, which is uh, being able to be present for what is really coming up for you. We have a lot of ways of avoiding that. And truly listening is letting some of that settle and being present. <laughs> Barb, I just as you're talking and I'm kind of looking at that in my own corporate experience and you know, personal and professional experiences, I am, I think of this analogy, which is <laughs> listening is not tennis. And our society is super, super in the habit of not listening, but playing tennis with thoughts. So in other words, oh, you had this experience? Oh, I had the experience too. You had this experience? Well, I'm going to fix this other experience. Or I, I've got a fix for that. I'm going to... So, you, so in other words, when we're listening to ourselves, we can listen without having to lob the ball back over the net and take an immediate action. We can just let that information sit without having to react or do anything with it. And I think most of that is unconscious. We're not really aware that we're doing that. But a lot of times we don't want to hear ourselves because we're afraid we're going to have to take action on it gosh, this relationship's really not working for me. Oh, this is a little toxic. Oh, I might have to get a new car. <laughs> I don't really want to hear all of that because it's going to require immediate action. Whereas I can just say, I think it's time I have to get a new car. Or, wow, this relationship is super dysfunctional, work relationship, whatever. And just let that be there without having to make an immediate lob the ball back over response. And that works as well externally with other people as well. So we can listen to people, work, personal lives, hobby lives, wherever we're at, without having to have an immediate response. And that allows the freedom for people to truly be heard 
and for us to truly be heard when we're listening to ourselves so that we can feel safe, that the information can just be there without having to have it all figured out. Such a profound distinction, but one I think we don't really acknowledge much, right? Because we're so oriented as a culture and the society to doing, because those are the things that we can observe and measure. You know, yeah, I went and bought a new car. I changed the tire on my car. I don't know why cars are coming up so much today, but they are a part of our lives. <laughs> and they certainly have been in my life this year. That's a whole different conversation. Um, but they're a gift, a blessing, and also, you know, in some ways, I'd prefer not to have to have them in my life. But to the point of being able to just allow the information to be there. And that's a real exercise in neutrality and not just say, let me go fix that. Let me go do something with that. Being able to have the space because being able to let it sit there for a second or a minute or an hour or a week, you can get a whole different perspective on it because you're just being in the moment with it as opposed to already jumping ahead into the future time when you're taking an action. So it's a way of being present to let it just be there versus doing. Yes. And that is a wonderful illustration of why we have clarity and chill and why those are two separate but connected endeavors is because in some ways, you know, a little bit of chill is teaching those next level tools of how to have a chill mindset. And how to do some quick visualization and meditation on the fly, how to change the mindset, how to really think that out and have neutrality and just allow things to be what they are. And clarity is directly related to our ability to have a chill mindset and be neutral. The two are inseparable and yet distinct entities, because in order to have a little clarity on things, we need to be able to back up sip a cup of clarity (laughs) and just, you know, get some neutrality and some giggles and some perspective. And, and, and in the next level of that is that chill mindset. If we're not neutral or chill in our heads, then how are we going to be able to see things for what they are? And so those two things are very connected, but it's why you'll hear us referring to both back and forth is because it's really this beautiful infinite cycle. It's like I see the infinity sign, you know, it's like chill and clarity because, you know, a neutral mindset just wasn't as jazzy as chill mindset, but really I'm using that term interchangeably. And while we're here at the picnic table, let's talk about the difference between neutrality and apathy. Mm, Juicy. Yeah. So, so neutrality is where we say, I see these things for what they are. I see these situations. I can see this person's perspective and that person's perspective, and I can acknowledge my own and they don't all have to be the same. And I'm cool with allowing things to be what they are. And I'll work with what is at the table. Um, Apathy is like on a spectrum. It's like where you've just you know, it's beyond those feelings of depression and beyond and into where we start to go numb, where don't care about anything, not attached to anything. That's a different state. And I I think it's important to bring that up because we're not saying be apathetic. We're saying be neutral. And what we get to keep with neutrality is actually 
deepening our connections with ourselves and the people around us and connecting us in in deep amounts of love because we're able to truly acknowledge and respect other people and where they're at. Mm, That is so true. And when you think about, we have so many opportunities to practice that, you know, even as a society right now, you know, where you think about there are divisive issues and, you know, we get set on our positions and defending positions and being quote unquote, right. And then, you know, there's a certain percentage of people that will just turn off and become empathetic. And I think being able to, it's a very high state to be able to be in that state of neutrality and chill and allow there to be conflicting information, allow there to be opinions, allow there to be, you know, even what appears to be facts that, because facts are sort of relevant, re- relative to your perspective sometimes. And so, you know, on a, on a micro level, on an individual level, there's so much power in that neutrality and not in the turning off um, apathetic way of just like, well, fine, I don't care, right? And there is a, so much more caring in being able to be neutral, but allow there to be different opinions and allow there to be different conversations and being able to be neutral to them. And especially our internal conversations, because those are kind of the ones that we have the most time with. The things that we talk about and how we relate to ourselves, which reflects, you know, how we relate to, which leads to how we relate to everything else in the world. And it's like that ripple effect. Imagine if everyone could be neutral in a conversation for five minutes. How, how, you know, what would that feel like? Can you just feel like the, the vibration becoming more calm and like the ocean all of a sudden becoming more calm and clear and having that clarity? Um, so, you know, very important distinction, I think, to talk about, uh, not being apathetic, but being chill and being neutral and present. Barbara, that's so spot on about letting things be there. And when we think about, you know, psychology and Maslow's hierarchy of needs and having your basic needs is the first step. It's a, for any of you who don't know, it's like this, um, pyramid and each step is like if you get those basic needs met, then you can move to the next neat level of needs and the next level of needs. And so in a conversation, basic like food, shelter, safety, you know, those those lower steps, if you will, are really important. And one of the ways that we can have a true conversation is by first listening so that we feel safe and and, and that is whether that's internally with ourselves or with other people. If they feel they can be heard, then I think it's a lot easier for them to say, "Wow, well, I really was heard." So I'm no I don't have to defend myself because I was truly heard in my opinion. And so it unlocks the need to be defensive and gosh, I'm not heard. I'm not safe. This, you know, so now I got to defend until I feel safe again. It kind of starts to unlock, not for everybody. Some people just live in that state, but it does start to unlock it for the conversation of a lot of people. If I'm truly heard, then I feel safe enough to be flexible in my mind to hear other opinions as well. And so when we think about tactics for build, building blocks, the gift of listening 
is a gift that we give to ourselves, super important. It's also a gift that we give to others so they feel safe and like we can actually maybe learn and grow and have a learning conversation and a learning mindset when we're talking about topics. (laughs) But it's also a gift we're giving to ourselves by giving it to them because a conversation where someone else is not having to defend themselves is far more pleasant for us. (laughs) 100% way it takes it it actually gives you energy versus sapping your energy I was thinking about that in the clinic and have you know I have a sort of interrupt driven situations active clinic and there's lots of employees and patients and cool fun healing stuff going on and then I'm also trying to do a lot of other projects and you know the third time that somebody knocks on the door and sticks their head in and says hey are, are you busy well, obviously I'm busy. I'm surrounded by lots of things going on. And every once in a while, I'll catch myself instead of saying, it's cool, come on in, thinking, I just need five minutes. And then I'm like, wait a minute, what voice is that? Who is that saying that? There's nothing more important than the fact that this person has come in here for a reason and needs to be heard right now. And that is a gift I'm going to give them and I'm going to give myself is I'm going to let both of us take that minute. So it's, becomes this sort of righteous circle of now I feel calmer. And when I go back to whatever my other things I was I was doing, I'm going to be in a calmer state. So I feel like we feed that neutrality and we feed that active listening by allowing ourselves to take that moment. Even if at the second that it happens, it doesn't seem like the optimum thing because we had a plan of what we were going to do next. So, uh, and, and the exchange becomes much more valuable, as you were saying, and much more um, satisfying. And that may actually inform everything else that you do that day. So even when you're, you know, rushing around, if you ever had one of those situations where you're rushing around, you know, you got everything together and then you get to wherever you're going and you forgot the one thing you really needed because you were in a hurry. ADHD <laughs> brain. So like all the time, that's not a, time, that, that yeah. wasn't a remember that one time that was, I walked in the room and says, what was I doing? Yeah. Was I finished with what I was doing or starting what I was doing? It's fine. I've, you know, I've pulled the laundry out. I've done three other things, but I cannot remember for the life of me what I actually came down here for. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. And, you know, yes, that's a characteristic of ADHD. And it's also just a character of modern life and the pressure that we put on ourselves. So, totally. oh, let's be kind to ourselves today. Yeah. Let's practice being in that state of calm listening. And just a quick call out too, that on the flip side of that same coin of being present when, when it's appropriate to be present with people when they come and they want to talk, there's the flip side of if we listen to ourselves and ourselves says, I just need five minutes. It might be, you know, okay to just say, Hey, I need to, I I totally want to meet with you. And I want to chat with you. I want to be present for that. I need to finish what I'm doing. So that's out of my head. So I can be really present with you. And that's another, you know, situation appropriate, depending on what that is, um, skill set or tool that we can leverage and build on. Yes, 100% totally agree. And as I was saying that, I was thinking, but there are those times when you really need that five minutes. <laughs> and so there's lots of ways to give that to yourself, right? Turn your phone off for a few minutes if you're by yourself and just allow yourself whatever text comes in, unless there's some situation that you think is going to be an emergency, which most things aren't, 
just let yourself disconnect from all those distractions for a few minutes and then come back to it. And that's part of listening to the need for quiet and being able to sort of quiet down all the all the things that are flurrying around in, in our brains and in our lives. So that was a lot to talk about and a lot to listen to. So I encourage you as you go through your day and your week, let's just practice listening. And I'm going to do that. I know Kelly is as well along with you. Um, and just find those places where you might wish you'd listened a little more and then come back to it. And no judgment. Just it's all a practice. Remember, we're just this whole thing called life is just a practice. So that was super fun. And we would love to hear from you. Um, lots of ways to communicate with us, social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on our website. Leave us a comment, send us a direct message. Tell us what you're thinking about and what maybe you'd like to hear us talk about a little more. We love to hear what's going on out there and and uh, hear how the community is is continuing to grow and and communicate and listen to each other. And we'd love to share your experiences as well. On the next episode, we're going to be talking about what we sort of alluded to at the beginning of this podcast, which is all the voices that we have in our minds. And, you know, what do we do with all these voices? And I think we have some good tools and tips we'd love to share with you. That'll be the next one that we'll record and that you'll hear. And again, thank you so much for joining us. If you're liking the podcast, uh, leave us a review. Uh, share it with your friends. Share it with your family. I know we're coming up on, you know, lots of opportunities for interactions and, you know, just at work and socially. Um, it, whenever it seems relevant, share it with people because give, give the gift of clarity and give the gift of listening to each other and interacting with each other. So... Thanks so much for joining us, and until next time, be well. Be well.